Thomas Holbrook, the second and Stephen Kelly. Well, um, one of the things that uh, we want to do with the next report is, you know, yeah, part of it is technology-based, and I'll get more into it as we do the podcast and everything else, but the overlooked pop culture part, it's the stuff that gets overlooked, thrown under the bus, misunderstood, or people just don't know about it. And one of the things I want to talk about with Steve today is an experimentation upon civilian populations, whether it be by private corporations or, in the case of October of last year, reported on by KSDK in St. Louis. Um, basically, what had happened was back in the 50s, 60s, something like that, they were people in St. Louis during the Cold War were experimented upon without their knowledge or consent. And this isn't like when Clinton was president or any recent president signing an executive order saying, hey, you could be experimented upon at any time without consent. These were not people in the military. So it's just one of those weird Things. And of course, this is directly from this article. In the early days of the Cold War, the Army arrived in St. Louis and began spraying zinc cadmium sulfide on children and families who lived in around the Prairie housing projects located north of downtown St. Louis. Yeah, we actually have a small clip of the, uh, the news report that aired sometime last year. Uh, we're going to run a little bit of that right now for you so unbelievable we didn't think it could possibly be true but after receiving thousands of records and declassified reports from the army it's confirmed that during the cold war the united states military conducted secret tests on unsuspecting people in the city of st louis a local sociologist will make her findings public tomorrow but she spoke first to the i-team's lisa zigman Lisa Martino Taylor's life work has been to uncover details of the Army's ultra-secret military experiments carried out in St. Louis and other cities during the 1950s and 60s. This study was secretive for a reason. Um, they didn't have um, volunteers stepping up and saying, yeah, I'll breathe zinc cadmium sulfide with radioactive particles. And there you have it. Wow, that's, uh, that's pretty crazy. That's um, you can find that news report on YouTube pretty easily if you type St. Louis, uh, like, human testing or something to that effect. Um, but, yeah, not much to say there other than, uh, wow. Um, basically, one one of the women in that clip, and we will have the link to that in the show notes, they, they were, like, diagnosed with cancer. Doctor was like, "Were you exposed to radiation at any point?" She's like, "Not that I know of." Yeah, and like, come to find out, what had happened is this uh, 
this company had basically been uh, the the information on it's sketchy because as far as I can tell, even though the the city of St. Louis has tried to get more information from the the army during this time, uh, they've pretty much had it classified still. But they uh, they put sprayers on top of buildings. There was a Knights of Columbus building or something that they had put this on, and basically they were just testing uh, what various uh, radio radioactive materials did to people. And they even point out that this whole test had uh, ties with the United States Radium Corporation, which was a pretty notorious company that, that you know, kind of did this kind of stuff for a living. So we're talking about this. We do apologize if you hear noises. We're on a college campus because, well, hanging out in an apartment with cats is not good for my sinuses at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I got two two cats at home, so you know how that goes. But the Radium Corporation, they this isn't the first time that they've done this type of stuff, is it? Well, no, uh, I was actually surprised to hear them tie it in with this, considering they, uh, back in, I believe it was the early, around the 20s or so, they had a, a kind of a scandal where they would give uh, women jobs in these factories painting watch faces with glow-in-the-dark radioactive paint and um, what they would pretty much do is, you know, at this time, they didn't know really what radium did. They just thought it was like a wonder material because it glowed. There was even uh, energy drinks and stuff produced at the time from this company that had radium in it. And, you know, all these workers would do stuff like dip the paintbrushes in the radium paint and then, you know, uh, use their mouth to, you know, make the, uh, the paintbrush a point pointed and stuff like that. Well, flash forward number of years, and every almost everyone that worked there had cancer. There's actually even a uh, memorial for these girls. They call them, if you look it up on Wikipedia and you want more information, they actually call them the Radium Girls because they uh, it was pretty messed up. And United States Radium Corporation went as far as, you know, after you had whistleblowers coming out and saying, hey, this is kind of messed up, they went as far as to try to, you know, sue these people that are in court dying. All they're trying to do is get money for their family because they're, you know, at the age of 30, just, de- you know, falling apart, basically. Um, pretty much. And, and the idea, and though the story about, you know, this, what was going on in St. Louis was relatively new. It was in October of last year that this was reported on. It's not a new concept. Um, experimentation upon people has happened in the uh, last several decades in the United States. Uh, The Atomic Veterans uh, was one of them. Basically, military personnel was exposed to ionizing radiation while stationing in Japanese cities of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. That was during the American occupation of Japan. 1946 so and what what wound up happening was they got sick dying and everything else too and and it's just very very strange also um, how much do you know about MK Ultra uh, well I mean I know of, of what what was going on with it it's a lot of uh the same kind of thing as that movie Men Who Stare at Goats. You know, you had the people taking LSD 
for various reasons. I know that you had people that were trying to do psyops type stuff and uh, um, use psychic abilities brought out by the you know by it. But I do know they did a lot of other stuff as well. Um, let's see, because one of the things that I've heard of was you know the drugs were used a lot. Hypnosis was another big thing. Um, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff uh, involving doing stuff without people's consent, uh, those sorts of things. And yeah, a lot of theories have popped up about that. And there were, there was even apparently experiments in Canada. Basically, they re CIA recruited. Donald Ewan Cameron, um, basically the creator of the psychic driving concept, to basically be involved in these type of tests. And he was hoping to correct schizophrenia by erasing existing memories and programming the psych, psyche. Um, so all kinds of very interesting things. I know MKUltra usually comes up a lot nowadays because there's a lot of people that are convinced that they haven't stopped doing the tests with it. You know, you never know if something's classified or not. So there's always situations where people are wondering if, you know, something happened because of that, and if, especially if someone goes in and has uh, psychological evaluations of any way, you know. A lot of it's a little overstretching, but it's always, you know, with, when you find out that you have a company dumping radioactive material in the middle of St. Louis, you never know what to trust, to be honest. Um, it it kind of reminds me of people looking at people like, say, James Holmes, who had his hair dyed orange and everything else, and going crazy only during one of little court appearances looking like he was completely out of it and everything and just really benign it almost reminded me of of MK Ultra for that reason going people are gonna to point to MK Ultra but just by looking at this guy who's like this is the one that shot up everybody in that theater he looks out of it like he's been drugged yeah because there's a lot of cases of people that were uh, pretty much part of that that had, you know, suffered all sorts of psychological issues because of it. Because you basically had, you know, some people can't take mind-altering drugs without having an, an episode of some kind. So if you have someone in there that, you know, they're testing to see, I wonder what happens if you have LSD on someone and then you brainwash them and, you know, blah, 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 blah. You know, it, it in most situations, it, you know, wouldn't be a big deal, but you get the wrong kind of person and boom, you never know what's going to happen. And Apparently, a lot of that stuff started coming out um, because of Watergate. Oh yeah, all the when you start having some of the leaked documents coming out. And Richard Helms, director of CIA, ordered all MKUltra files destroyed. And pursuant to this order, most of the documents regarding the project were destroyed, basically rendering a full investigation. You know, not possible at all but about 20,000 documents survived that purge as they were incorrectly stored in financial records and everything else so nice 
usually how a lot of that stuff gets found. <laughs> it's yeah. like someone goofed up and misfiled it or something. Yeah, but, and it kind of, you know, that kind of makes me wonder how more government involvement can solve security problems if they're putting things in the wrong spot. Yeah. But, um... In the one thing we're talking about, um, if you recall that, that clip that we played, a lot of it, they were saying that they primarily put these sprayers up in uh, minority communities, and that's not a first for this. Uh, you know, if you recall the case of the Tuskegee syphilis experiments, you know, probably the most infamous uh, case of government experimentation on people where essentially you had, uh, they wanted to find out what syphilis did for people. So the Center for Disease Control set up these, these trials where they went and found people that were suffering from syphilis and generally it was, you know, African American populations that didn't really, you know, at the time didn't know what was going on necessarily because it was you know these began in the 30s and this was you had a lot of people down south that were poor and uneducated and basically they brought these people in and said hey we're gonna you know treat this uh this ailment and what what they what they're honestly actually doing was just watching what syphilis did to people they're just watching to see hey wonder what syphilis will do to this guy if we don't treat it so they'd give them you know placebos for a control group and then you would have other people that they would give penicillin to, but, you know, basically they willingly killed a whole bunch of people because untreated syphilis is, you know, pretty deadly. And it brought up a whole lot of stuff about, you know, ethics and this kind of stuff and, you know, pretty much put all that kind of stuff on the map. <laughs> and um, there's all kinds of uh, links out there talking about unethical human experimentation in the United States. Um, it's, um, yeah, we, yes, we're looking at Wikipedia, but if you follow the links that they provide at the end of each Wikipedia article, um, you can't, you can basically verify the basic stuff that they provide. Oh, yeah, I mean, they have citations and everything, so I mean. Um, basically, the only problems you need to look out for is when it says no citation given. Yeah. Uh, they list psychological stuff, uh, pharmaceutical experiments, all time, types of radioactive experiments that have been done. And it's just it, a lot of that stuff is incredible. Um, some people have argued and this isn't a film that I've, I've seen from a Put out by a person that I've I've actually met personally, Joyce Riley. Oh wow! Um, this was years ago when I was a, still a college student. Um, it's called Beyond Treason. And it talks about the Gulf War illness. Oh one of, yeah. One of the and the soldiers were you know experimented upon with specific experimental vaccines, and they were not told they were experimental vaccines. Yeah. Plus, you brought into blowing up weapons catches that had chemicals in them and everything else, and it was just made for a nasty combination and everything else, too. It's, I mean, it's just it's crazy. <laughs> and that's basically if 
So basically, if you see a mysterious box and you have no idea what it is, well, there's a possibility that an experiment may be going on in your area. Yeah. Especially if they put up, all of a sudden, the uh, the sprayers, you know, they they didn't, uh, they, in the, the St. Louis case, they said were just like these little boxes mounted on top of buildings that, you know, uh, they didn't... It, they, the, the, the full article talks about how, like, a lot of the people were suspicious of it because they saw um, what this one lady said. You know, she was a child at the time, you know, this in the 50s. She said the spacemen were out there again because, you know, you have these guys walking around with biohazard suits in the middle of this project, the, the housing project, putting these things up. And it's just crazy. I will find out. I will say that it's pretty convenient that uh, when the trial was over, they did. Uh, did, you, did you see the part where they had destroyed the housing project right afterwards? <laughs> they, they citing you know crime and overpopulation, and if they decide let's tear this down. Yeah, I mean it's it's you know truth mixed in with convenience, and it's just and it kind of you know it's just and though I I, I haven't seen this film at all, it reminds me of. Uh, Jacob's Ladder, which the film Beyond Treason basically cited, American horror film. Yeah. Uh, basically, story is October 1971. Um, infantrymen with the 1st Air Cavalry, Cavalry Division deployed in a village and all kinds of stuff. And I guess, I guess basically experimentation and things like that. It's what's talking about the horror film. Hallucina hallucinations, things like that. Yeah, I've, I've, uh, I haven't seen that either. I know of, uh, friends of mine that have seen that said it's one of the, probably the most trippy horror movies they've seen. So I guess the guy just starts going crazy and you don't know what's real and what isn't part of the way through it. It's one of those that's been on my, I probably ought to see this list, but I never gotten around to actually going out and looking at it. <laughs> Pretty much. And and the thing is, um right right now it's it gets to the point of, okay, what's ethical, what isn't, and everything else and 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 it's, and then there's things like slip through the cracks like Morgellons where people's skins have lesions on them. They're oh, constantly open for no apparent reason, have yeah. no idea where it came from, and that may have been some experiment that happened somewhere, and it's now festering in somebody somewhere, so... Yeah, it's a hard situation, because, you know, with a lot of those, you know, they would like to know what, you know, effects on humans you have with radiation, and they, you know, might want to know what a certain drug does to someone, but... You know, and they're they're scared, obviously, that if they propose this, you know, you're not going to have people go down to a company and, you know, yeah, I'll do that trial where I'll probably die and stuff like that. But instead of, you know, actually going through that way, they they're just go ahead and, you know, try to secretly do it. And, you know, th this isn't an isolated case in America either. I'm as we're talking, I'm kind of looking down that uh, that Wikipedia page there and for human experimentation. And it looks like. You had uh, you had a lot of it to do with experimental vaccinations. It looks like where these companies would go down to like there's uh, one where it's talking about Argentina. There was a pneumonia vaccine that killed tons of babies. They had a uh, 
in Israel, you had a uh, a company that was slipping uranium into people's drinks just to see what uranium, small doses of uranium would do. And then you've got in India another uh, pharmaceutical drug trial situation where Pfizer went into Bangalore and uh, they just cut, wreaked havoc on the population. And it's just like, it, you notice a, a trend there is they seem to be going for places where they are sure people are going to be uneducated and not know what's going on. Um, kind of reminds me of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. You know, there's supposed research into vaccines only to discover quite a few, you know, infants in India die or in other countries die. Africa is actually the one I should be thinking of, not India. And and everything else, and then you have these billionaires who are just clueless about this. Oh, yeah. Having no clue that why in the world would parents not let their kids near the stuff. Well, and then they wonder why it's so easy for these warlords in places like Sub-Saharan Africa. You know, they end up, most of it's a power situation, but all of a sudden they'll come out and say yeah, this uh, vaccination is evil and the Americans are just trying to kill you. And then you, you listen to a lot of news commentators that are like, well, they're stupid. I don't understand why they can't, you know, take their medicine. It's a, it, it's going to, well, it's because if we go down there and do human experimentation and stuff, it kind of makes us look bad. Pretty much. And... <laughs> you know? No one can trust us over there because they don't understand what's the difference between aid workers and a giant corporation like Pfizer that's going to just screw everything up. And that, and that's, that's been a major problem in the scientific community is large corporate interests that are only interested in money and not interested in truly helping people. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, most of, I don't, I don't have the exact numbers here, but, I mean, you know that uh, those large pharmaceutical companies like Pfizer, like a huge percentage of their actual money that they spend does not go to actually producing medicine and running trials and stuff. It goes to their advertising. So you get those stupid advertisements where, you know, people in khaki pants are running through a, a field of grass and holding hands. And 10 minutes later, you realize that it's, you know, a constipation medicine or something. You're like, okay, thank you. I don't really care about this, guys. <laughs> you know, I personally, I, I, I've never watched a commercial and set for a medicine and been like, yeah, especially like something that you need to ask your doctor for and be like, I think I ought to try that because that's, that's how commercials for like McDonald's work. You know, I don't know. I just, that kind of stuff. I think that the money's going to the exact wrong reasons. <laughs> and then when you do come upon something that could potentially advance medicine, it's blocked because... It threatens corporate profits from some company. Oh, yeah. And it's just like... It, it just... It's irritating. Well, I know recently the FDA, I think, uh, blocked like... There's like a... Oh, I'm trying to remember what it was. It was like a dragon tree or something. It was like some fairly... Uh, let's see. I can't remember. It was this... Uh, this, this South American tree that the, uh, cured, like, basically cured something, and all of a sudden, uh, 
the FDA, like some company got the rights to it, to this ex, this naturally growing extract and blocked the holistic medicine. And I'm not a big proponent of holistic medicine. I'll get that right out there before if I paint myself like a, a giant hippie or something. Because there's people that, you know, they have cancer and they go out in the woods and shake a stick at themselves or something and it, you know, it doesn't work. But when you have a naturally, most most medicines, even aspirin, are ba are made from natural occurring, you know, things. But if you go out, you know, if you get the same effect from, you know, eating a fruit or taking the extract of a fruit than a pill, it's kind of crazy that the FDA, and I understand they need to be able to regulate it so you don't have people overdosing it and stuff, but to strip other, you know, it'd be like, let's say they found out that apples cured, you know, rheumatoid arthritis or something, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, Pfizer or someone is giving a contract that they're the only company that has the rights to apples, and that's basically what's going on here. Um, pretty much, and and people are like, oh, we got we got to make sure things are safe, and it's kind of hard to do truly do so if you have the revolving door with the FDA and companies like Monsanto. Yeah. Over and over again, where corporate interests get intertwined into government. Yeah. And it's it's this type of stuff that, you know, I run into. That's why I talk about this stuff and bring this stuff up so that people actually start thinking, going, you know, maybe we shouldn't blindly trust everybody we see. Maybe we should have our brains turned on more of the time and think about what's happening and what we're doing to each other. Instead of saying, oh, well, that these people over here can fix this problem or things like that, and th this isn't this isn't me preaching. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, because there are people out there who do, you know, let let's get this out of the way. Every media venue, if they say they don't have an agenda, they're full of it and they're not <laughs> telling you the truth. Yeah. Everybody has an agenda. Get over it. Yeah. The the thing is. There are people who want to change people's lives out there, or there are others who want to do something else. The purpose of what I'm trying to do, while being entertaining at the same time, is getting people to think. And going, oh, I did not know this. Well, and it's crazy that a lot of people will see, you know, a... You know, I had this before these unclassified documents come up. A lot of people... Um, are far too trusting and will shrug off like anytime you talk about you know certain things like this as it being you know some kind of fabricated uh, conspiracy or something and you know here we have a lot of cited proof that you know this these experiments do happen occasionally and there needs to be a point where we can come out and say you know I trust the FDA I trust these companies but it's really hard when you look at it and you have uh, you know well, and you said in that one situation they were trying to destroy all the documentation from the MK Ultra. It's that's messed up, you know. And it's it's a lot of it. You, you it definitely goes back to the Cold War. It's kind of similar to what we had recently with the Patriot Act. You know, the at, during the Cold War, it seems like the army was almost giving given unlimited uh, power almost over their own stuff. Because if you notice, a lot of these government organizations don't actually know uh, what the army was doing during th that times because you had a lot of stuff that was you know given a need to know basis and stuff like that and 
they were kind of running roughshod and doing playing cowboys a little bit, doing whatever they wanted. Uh, pretty much, and and everything else, and you had people who were afraid, people who who pushed in the wrong directions, even when they were right, like with McCarthy. Yeah. He was technically correct. There were communists in the Democratic Party. The problem was he pushed in all the wrong directions, and there was too much fear associated with that. He was pushing the fear aspect way too much, and and he discredited himself. Well, he was definitely trying to equate, you know, Cold War era communism to the early turn of the century anarchists that would go around, you know, bombing everything and stuff, and it's a completely different situation. And and those who called themselves anarchists blowing things up weren't. These aren't to be confused with true anarchists of today. Well, yeah, they were definitely the radical <laughs> brand. They would walk out in the middle of Wall Street with, you know, a bomb, on, uh, like a bomb, basically, and take down half of the people walking around with them. Pretty much, and and in anarchy and and in similar voluntarianism and other similar circles. They wouldn't consider that person a true anarchist because they were violating the non-aggression principle, which basically means don't hurt anybody who's not doing anything to you at all. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, believe it or not, I'm all talked out on this thing, but it... Well, we're actually almost at our time, so if uh, we wanted to wrap it up, it would be good. Yeah, that would probably be a good idea. <laughs> um, don't forget to... Watch our show notes, uh, like our Facebook page, the next report, next media is what you'll search for. Um, the next report.com is our website. Leave feedback, sign up. Uh, don't make it obvious you're a spam bot, you will get pruned. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at the next report. And as always, entertain yourself, educate yourself, and empower yourself. I'm Thomas Holbrook II, and I'm Stephen Kelly. And we will see you later. Thank you for listening to the Next Report with your hosts, Thomas Holbrook II and Stephen Kelly. Our intro music is from JT Bruce. It's called Plunge into Hyperreality, and it's from the album Dreamer's Paradox, available for free at gemendo.com. Any news clips used are utilized under fair use, and please feel free to visit us at thenextreport.com where you can leave feedback and see show notes.